Welcome to another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. Now, in our past few episodes of the podcast, we've just we've covered a number of topics. We talked about the captain of the ship and your role as the captain, guiding the crew and the passengers to safe harbor, keeping your compass pointed due north to free and loving, navigating the map, being tied to the mast, poised and confident and decisive. We've also talked about becoming the red fox, the the dead red fox and how we use the idea of the red fox and their cunning intelligence to reverse the trap, to get close to other people who may have their walls up for many reasons, you know, due to cognitive dissonance, fear, trauma, things that we discussed on that podcast. We wanna add another layer here to our skills and our attributes, and that has to do with empathy and developing the skill of empathy so we can better understand Um, the people in our lives, the people that we love, our partners, behaviors and actions and emotions and work to have a better felt understanding and meaning of why the people that we love act the way we we do so we can have greater empathy and express that to them so they can see that we accept them. And that's kind of what empathy is all about. It is a process. It involves a number of steps to be successful. We're going to get into that. So what we're going to do is first we're going to cover some research on empathy. We're going to talk secondly about Carl Rogers and his views on empathy. He's an icon in in the field of research on empathy. He has a lot of incredible work. Third, number three, we're going to talk about the Barrett Leonard three-step model of empathy. Fourth, uh, we'll be going through some examples of how to apply these things. And then fifth, walk through some exercises that you can do to practice to become more empathic. All right, so we can think about empathy as a state. Uh, This is for our research here. One person at a given time is able to identify with another person's experiences and feelings that result from identifying with that person. That's from Burton and Scott. That's kind of the idea of what empathy is. And then we can break empathy down into cognitive and affective states of empathy. Cognitive is kind of a knowing and affective is is a felt meaning. Cognitive empathy is we can think as others do and consciously take the role of others. So why is this person behaving the way that they are? I want to be able to think and understand that. That's cognitive empathy. Affective empathy is taking the feelings of others attitudes and emotions kind of upon ourselves. how does it feel she must be she must be terrified when she's when she's telling me that she's going to end our marriage things like that so that's effective empathy um some interesting research from bookbinder less than two percent of interactions include acknowledgement of the other meaning the others felt experiences and meanings and we know from other podcasts we've done on listening and acceptance, people want to talk and tell other people how they feel and what they should be doing. 
And so we have to practice not talking and we have to practice acknowledgement. And we'll, we'll get through, we're going to be going through some examples of what acknowledgement is and why it's so important, and just like we did on the acceptance podcast. An interesting thing about empathy is children with supportive parents are higher in empathic concern. That's from Henry and Sager in 96. So your upbringing will have a, a factor in how, how much empathy you have. And, and, and it's from that same vein of research, children that have grown up in kind of a more abusive households um, have less empathy. Doesn't mean that that can't change. It can, especially if we practice. We can, we can never, we never want to limit ourselves based upon our upbringing. We want to fully unleash ourselves upon the world and, and, and share our loving gifts, as David Davo would say. And we shouldn't let anybody in our upbringings hold us back. Here's an interesting thing on empathy. Uh, empathic awareness of a other person's felt experience may happen without being in the other's presence. So let's just go through an example. We talked about some examples we want to use. Say my partner, uh, she's not responding to text messages. I've texted her a couple times. She's not responding. I, I know how she is. Nothing's, nothing's happened. When she gets vulnerable or she gets uh, too close to somebody, me, she can get, she can get fearful and scared. Uh, she has some commitment issues. And so what she's doing by not texting me back, she's just creating some space to feel safe in herself and to regain a sense of control. I can help to demonstrate my understanding of that, not by asking her a lot of questions, because the fact that she's not communicating with me tells me she doesn't want to talk about it. It's hard for her. And so this, in this example, I just, I just let her be. I let her take her time. Let her work through her emotions and feelings. And then when she comes back to communicating with me, I, I don't reject her. I accept her as if nothing had happened. She may be very leery about getting into these things and it may be a very hard thing. So that might be a, a, appropriate as much as I need to do is just to allow her and be accepting of her fully as she expresses herself. She is expressing herself when she doesn't message me back. We have to remember this. As we know from our research on the feminine, indirect communications is <laughs> Uh, a dominant theme, many times their indirect communications involves not communicating anything or, or shutting down. That's expressing something and we have to be consciously aware of what that is so that helps us. All right, um, I want to go through some empathic uh, uh, notions here of empathic accuracy, empathic compassion and empathic in interactions. Empathic accuracy has to do with sensing what the other person is experiencing from their internal experiences. Empathic composition, I'm open to another person's experiences with compassion and tolerance. I don't get mad, I don't get angry, I'm working to understand. And empathic interactions are interacting in an empathic manner. And we can do that in a number of ways. We can do that by rephrasing. I, I, she's, my partner says something to me, I can rephrase, but I see what you're saying and what you're saying is this. 
acknowledgement. I can acknowledge what she's saying. I can, I can rephrase things so she feels heard. I can act and do things in a nonverbal manner, as I just de described, to make the person feel heard and accepted. So let's just go through a quick example here. My partner is coming to me and she's telling me that she loves me but she's not in love with me anymore and she, she wants a separation and she feels she's probably going to want a divorce. We've been married four years. This is a hard conversation for her. She, she has love for me. She's just not in love with me. It's difficult. It's hard. And so if I go through these, this process here of understanding uh, accuracy, which, what is going on with her, compassion, compassion and tolerance, and then how I interact with her in an empathic manner to show her I acknowledge and understand what she's feeling, what can I say to her? And so I can start it off like this, and we've used this example many times. Um, and this is just a little switch up here to be a little bit more empathic, so I've learned something myself. She comes to me and says that, and I can say, I can sense that this isn't easy for you. You've probably struggled a lot with this, and I can appreciate that as hard as it is for you, you can express yourself to me and how you feel. I'm acknowledging her struggle, her felt experience, how hard this is for her. And so I'm doing that right there, kind of checking off the boxes on empathy, interpreting her for accuracy, being compassionate, and in my interactions, recognizing how she feels. So that's a good, that's a good example of how we can be empathic um, when we're working through this. Another example would be, it goes like this, um, I have a good friend of mine, just making this up, his name's Tony. And me and Tony are meeting for lunch, we haven't had lunch in a while, and he's telling me about how he's been dating a, a, a new girl. She's told him that she loves him multiple times. He hasn't told her back that he loves her, and he can see and sense it's hurting her that he hasn't told her this. And he's telling me this in conversation, so now what do I do? Okay, I'm not gonna tell him what to do, I'm not going to berate him. I'm going to say, I can, I'm going to say, Tony, I can obviously, I can see that this is causing you, you know, a great struggle within, that it's, it's really hurting you and tearing you apart in terms of the, the situation. Then he can say, yeah, it really is. I just, I just, I care for her. I just don't know if I love her and I don't want to tell her that and then change my mind later. And I, I just, I, I tell him that I can understand and I can appreciate how you feel. It's, it must be really something that, because I can see you care for her, so it must be really tearing you apart. All I'm trying to do here is acknowledge his felt meanings of what he's experiencing. I'm not trying to tell him what to do. I'm, I'm not um, lecturing him. And, and so this is a different kind of way of approaching uh, the situation, especially with a guy friend where you might want to like tell him what to do. This is even more important for your female partner because as we know, the feminine is, when they're talking, a lot of times they're just expressing themselves. They're not looking for advice. They're not looking for you to, for them to, for you to tell them what to do. They're simply expressing themselves. So this skill is key in your relationships. All right, so those are a few examples. 
Let's go through now some of Carl Rogers' work, and I find his work amazing and very insightful. What Rogers says is, he goes like this, if I say I accept you, but know nothing of you, this is really a shallow acceptance, it doesn't mean a lot. You realize this may change if I do come to know you. If I understand you empathically, see you, and what you are feeling and doing from your point of view, enter your private world and see it as it appear, appears to you and still accept you, then this is safety indeed. But that is a process we have to work through to get at. It's very difficult to get inside of somebody like that with, with that type of full acceptance and, and have them feel it. So it's a process that we work through. So what Rogers says is there's, there's kind of steps involved in this process. The first one is involvement. And this has to do with understanding the changing felt meanings and flow in the other person. And what Rogers says many times the other person isn't necessarily even aware of everything they're feeling. So involvement is the first step. Second is temporary living the other's life, moment by moment flowing in the other person and what they're feeling. It's, it's, it's a process he calls as if you're the other person. Still staying yourself, but as if you're the other person. So if your wife, your partner is doing something that you find hurtful, it tears you apart. What we want to do is get into as if you were her, living her life flowing in that moment. What is she feeling? What's going on? What's tearing her apart? What is she angry about? Think back all the things that you've experienced with her, all the things you've done, and why she might be acting that way. I hurt her. I shut down. I didn't listen to her and now she's acting this way. I want to be focused on understanding that so I can have compassion. All right, so involvement, temporary living the other's life. We have sensing, number three, which is a greater sense of meaning of what the other person is experiencing that they may not even be fully aware because they're hiding it from themselves many times. Many times that's what happens, cognitive dissonance. And then fourth, as we talked about before, is acknowledgement. Communicating from your sense, uh, uh, your sensings of the person's world, acknowledging and understanding their felt struggle, the issues they are experiencing, acknowledging it like we did in the example. My wife comes to me and breaks up, I s is breaking up with me, and I, say, I can sense this isn't easy for you. You, you've probably struggled with this a lot and, and I, I, I can only imagine how hard it is and I, I greatly appreciate that you can express yourself to me. That's the first part. And then I would get into what I would normally say is, you know, and I will support you and accept this. I love you and want us to be together. But what's most important is accepting how you feel and being supportive of that. So that would be my, my talk to her. But sensing is the, fee, is the key part. What is, she, what is her struggle? What is she going through? How is this ripping her apart? And usually what happens when somebody comes to us like this, 
we're not prepared and we go, we shut down, we get angry or hostile or we react because we're, we're threatened and insecure rather than acknowledging what they're feeling. So this stuff does take practice. Please remember this. All right, so let's go through the Barrett Leonard model of empathy. And they have uh, really three pieces again, empathic resonation, empathic expression, and, and received empathy. And so the empathic resonation, the first step is the inner process of listening, developing, and understanding of the other person. This is a, a listening and observing thing. Body language, eye contact, focus, getting them to open up using the body, listening skills. Empathic expression is communications of this inner experience. From me to back to the other person. I can see, I can sense this isn't easy for you. You've probably struggled with this. That's the empathic expression, communication of this inner experience back to the other person. And the received empathy is the person receives and acknowledges your empathic response. So my wife in that example, she, she nods and she says, thank you, thank you for understanding. She's received my empathic response. So step three steps, empathic resonation, empathic expression, received empathy. I can go through this inner process of listening and developing an understanding of my wife. I can see this is tearing her apart. I express back to her and communicate that I can see it and she receives the empathy and she acknowledges it. Three steps. All right, so empathy is a, is a multi-step process of sensing and feeling what the other person is experiencing, somehow acknowledging that verbally or, or non-verbally, different ways we've talked about it, and then work looking through them to see how they, they receive it, have they received it or not. This whole technique is really about listening without adding. All right, so let's go through a couple exercises. And here's exercise one. And what this is, is a basically a listening exercise. What you do is step one, you listen without adding. <laughs> well, we've talked about this on on listening podcast and being heard and acceptance. Step two is reflect on the feelings, thoughts, and intentions of the other person. Um, what are they saying? What are they feeling? How is my wife feeling right now if she tells me she doesn't love me? And then step three, we want to be aware of different expressions and explaining these emotions that, that we're feeling from the other person. We can do it in our minds or we can do it afterwards. Or we can say, you know, I can see you're really struggling with this. It must be tearing you apart. And the person's nodding their head, so I'm, I'm describing what they're feeling. All right, so those are the three-step process we can go through. Here's another exercise, and this is from Neff, 2011. What Neff says is that when we are kind towards ourselves, we are more likely to be kind towards others. So we must practice self-kindness. Right? This, is, this is a good exercise. I've done it before the podcast. It feels good. What we want to do is give ourselves a gentle hug. Just do it right now when you're listening. Give yourself, and I'm doing it, give yourself a gentle hug and relax in the sensations of it and how it feels. And when you're doing it, breathe in and out and 
take it in and see how it feels. The body will respond to the gesture of warmth and care, according to Neff Baumgartner. Oxytocin is released, which give a sense of security, calm cardiovascular stress, and increase emotional empathy. We know this from the research we've done on oxytocin. Oxytocin helps to release empathy. So by doing our, our self-care and our, our self-hugs once in a while, I'm gonna start doing it daily. I haven't been doing this. We can help to increase our sense of kindness and empathy. As you do it, ask yourself how you feel after receiving the self-hug. And then do this exercise in times of joy as well as times of stress to promote kindness towards yourself. And my challenge to you is do it once a day. <laughs> it doesn't take but a minute. You can work this into self-hug, deep breathing exercises for calmness, growling exercises to activate your body prior to a workout. You can do it all kinds of ways. All right, so that is our podcast on the empath. By the way, there is a great episode of Star Trek, the old Star Trek in the 60s called The Empath. Had a woman that could feel the pain and everything that was going on in the, the crew of the Enterprise, Captain Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Great episode, you should catch it. All right, so we have empathy. It's a process. It's a process of resonation and listening and understanding the other person, expressing ourselves in some way verbally or non-verbally so they can see that we acknowledge and understand and having it received by the other person in some way that is acknowledged which can be helpful. Not all cases are black and white in terms of how we do this. There's a lot of nuance and context we have to wade through. And if we practice some of these exercises, listening, understanding other people's felt emotions, acknowledging them, and doing things such as self-hugs, we can further develop our sense of empathy so that we can be and have and develop much deeper relationships and unions with the people we love. All right, thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. <laughs>